Welcome to the Bar Variations Podcast. Go behind the bar with me, your host, Michelle Duvall, as I interview leaders in the bar industry. We'll talk about how bar impacts their lives, what's inspiring them today, and take the conversations that usually stay in the studio out into the community. Grab a seat because there's plenty of room at the bar. Want a one-stop shop for all your bar needs? Over the past few years, Bar Where You Are has continued to evolve to offer something for every bar enthusiast out there. Through their ever-growing on-demand workout library, weekly live stream options, small in-person classes, and multiple instructor trainings and workshops, Bar Where You Are strives to deliver joy, accessibility, and a sense of community. Oh, and did I mention their super cute bar swag for all you bar babes? Head over to www.barwhereyouaresc.com to check out all they have going on and use promo code BVBWYA for 10% off. If you're a certified hashtag bar addict like I am, then you can definitely appreciate a bar-inspired graphic tank top or sweatshirt. Good news for those of us who can't get enough, Bar Goods Co. has apparel designed for and inspired by Bar. And if you need that extra little bit of motivation to get yourself to class, you'll be happy to know they use only the softest fabrics available to help you express your love of the bar world. Check out their go-to line of screen-printed goodies including workout tops, sweatshirts, and even infant onesies for bar addicts in training. Plus, they've recently introduced digital products including creative resources for bar professionals and studio owners to take the guesswork out of what to post online so you can spend more time managing your business and less time worrying about what you're going to post on Instagram. And guess what? Listeners of the Bar Variations podcast can use the code VARIATIONS25 to take 25% off their first order. That's code VARIATIONS25 in all lowercase letters. Visit bargoods.com now to start shopping. Are you a social bar butterfly or just getting started in bar fitness? Do you want to feel good and look good during your sweat session? If the answer is yes, you must visit fitforbar.com and shop their exclusive activewear and athleisure styles designed for your bar workout and beyond. From hats to bar socks and everything in between, each piece from this female-owned boutique has been bar-tested and approved from the best in the business. And with free domestic shipping, easy returns, and a buy-now-pay-later option, fitforbar.com provides an online shopping experience fit for a bar queen. So go ahead and treat yourself to some new apparel from fitforbar.com. You deserve it. Happy shopping. All right, Bar Variations podcast listeners, I've got a great exclusive deal for you. I know one thing for sure, and that's that we all have too many grippy socks in our closet, but we can't get enough. So (laughs) the Point Studio has offered you, the listeners, a discount on their amazing grippy socks. They're the next best thing from being barefoot. You get 15% off your order with the code BAR VARIATIONS. That's code BAR VARIATIONS, all one word, to receive 15% off your next purchase at pointstudio.com.
Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Bar Variations podcast. I'm here today with Nikki Branning. Welcome, welcome. Yay. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Um, you are a recent find on Instagram for me. That's kind of where I find most of my people is through social media. And um, I now dub you one of my people. <laughs> and so I'm so happy to have you here and in this community. And can you uh, just let everybody know who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yes. So as you said, my name is Nikki, and I'm originally from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And I did grow up in Florida, though, so grew up in some some of the warmer weather, which is nice. And so I guess I started, let's see, I started my movement kind of dance journey um, as, at a very young age on a very big stage in my living room with my mom. <laughs> as, we, as we do. As dancers <laughs> do, yes. Um, I guess I was that child constantly in a costume creating dances and plays and you know, mm. making tickets to my shows and, um, you know, just inviting my parents to my premieres. Um, it, I think that's like lesson one in being an entrepreneur. Like if you didn't have a lemonade stand, if you were like a born performer, I used to live um, actually in Winthrop, Massachusetts as a young, young little person. And my neighbor had this hill and we would put on these plays. I, I was like first grade and younger and we'd all have our parts and we'd perform for the neighborhood, which was like our parents. It was like a very small street. So like I don't know. There's something about like putting something together and working together. It's like, I don't know. It's I, precious and uh, priceless all at the same time. It and then really is. <laughs> also poor parents. Cause like I can remember being like, mom, look at what I made up and <laughs> singing to my broom. Like, <laughs> Right. And you're really in a really suspicious pirouette. <laughs> yes. Like, hmm. I mean, the confidence, I was like, wow. Like if I could just keep taking that like confidence with me, like I was just like, oh yeah, I made up this whole play. And then at the same time, I was still that kid that would like hide crossing the street to be like, I'm going to softly knock on your door. I hope you don't see me, but just open yeah. it and know I'm here. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and that kind of went on until, I mean, high school. I And I feel like kids now don't get to do that, making mm. music videos and all of that, you know. It's totally well, you know what's fun? I, I do see the, what's taken the place, like what we like kind of, I blow off is TikTok. TikTok, exactly. Like I have a, actually through the pandemic, I was teaching dance classes again. I'd stopped and then started, um, teaching some kids in the neighborhood and one of the girls was like, can you like help me with TikTok dances? <laughs> I was like, I mean, my modern dance soul wants to cry and say no, but also like what a great outlet that they're like, I don't know. I was like, I would have been all over this. So I, I had to like put my judgment aside and um, I love walking down the street and seeing kids like literally put their phone up on the stoop and like do all these <laughs> Right. It's so different, but it's so, at least they're, at least they're creating. Totally. It's, it's almost, well, I feel like even when we were probably like coming up, like it still was a little like put together Dolly Dinkle. I don't even know if it's a term mm -hmm. anymore going to like just a quote unquote regular studio. And now everyone like having taught, like everyone's so professional that they're, it's so polished and they're, it is like makes me a little sad where it's like, oh, it's like not really goofy anymore or it's not like they're so perfect. <laughs> so perfect. And 
I mean, and we know that comes with a lot of pressure and anxiety and all kinds of other things. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm here for the weird, awkward, like beginner, like if they're like 12, never danced before, I'm like, come on over. This is going to be, it's more fun. I don't know. It's more fun for me as a teacher. (laughs) Well, dancers are trained completely different now than when we were. A hundred percent with just the tricks and, um, you know, the number of turns and what they value as what teachers value now as being a good dancer is completely different than when we were growing up. I felt like we concentrated way more on technique and, um, yeah, I, yeah. Well, and I always feel, I I feel that in the bar world too. I'm totally digressing on Mm -hmm. your beginning story, but this is how (laughs) we do around here. This is how we do. Um, even in fitness, we focus so much on choreography and technique. And is it perfect that we get to a place where we're really boxing our clients of, well, show me what you can do. How would you do it? Are they going to hurt themselves? No, because I'm watching them and I'm going to make sure that they're not going to like break an ankle trying to do something. However, we lose that ability to figure it out on our own. Even like watching my son this, you know, almost year, figure out how to stand and walk. I'm not teaching him. I'm not sitting there cueing him to pull his abs in his bellies. He's like all over the place. (laughs) And yes, his joints are meant to do that right now. They're like Gumby, whatever. But so much of that is like stripped away and it feels so robotic. Right. And I always quote like the bar bot, like we're these little robots or the Mm -hmm. Pilates robot. And we're just like shouting instructions. And it's like, like it turns off so many people, like unless you're teaching teachers, regular people are like mm, pedestrians, right? I'll call them. that all day and they probably just want to come and exercise and, and just like, just explore their bodies and totally. be you know, creative too. And we know that most of the time they come for the community. They know they have to move, mm-hmm. you know, and there's not many opportunities in our life right now. If you are a pedestrian working at home, sitting in your chair or in your office, if we ever get there <laughs> and you know, like Yeah. I think a lot of the fun is taken out of it and going back to like putting on performances, like nobody taught you the proper technique or the proper way to put on a performance. You you did it. You watched what you learned and then you tried it out. And that I think is something we could all do more of. Um, So getting your start in movement, you were a wee wee one. How old were you when you started dancing? I actually started out in gymnastics and springboard diving first. What? Springboard diving. Tell me more. Yes. Point those toes. Don't splash. Oh my gosh. Right? (laughs) It really is. So I love diving and you know, I was, I was good at it because I was naturally flexible and graceful and all that. Um, But I kind of didn't really understand the whole first, second, third place thing, why I was being deducted points for, you know, maybe a tiny little bend in your knee or something. And I, there was a lot of tears and my mom kind of realized Oh, I think you need to be performing and in the arts world as opposed to competition, Mm. which then kind of segued into ballet. And then I think I was 12 when I started, um, when I started ballet, which is pretty late actually. Yeah. Dancer. Um, Horrible ballet masters would be like, it's over. over. She doesn't have the feet. (laughs) I I did gymnastics and tried out for ballet school around 11. And they're like, some of us can back handspring and some of us can do ballet. And I'm like, okay. Thank you. (laughs) And now I'm going to (laughs) cry. That's funny. That's so funny. 
but there is something like I don't know it's like it's like a game like I felt like it was such a game as a kid like I wanted to master like the next block I having done gymnastics as well is like you have these foundational skills unlike dance I don't think dance is definitely not taught in this way where if you can PK passe you can pirouette and it's not yes. verbalized to children as much where yes you might be going through your ballet curriculum but is it being verbalized that like if you master the perfect blah blah then you if you can hold your leg in Alice Cohn then you can do fuetes yes that's one of the pieces right but if you cannot then it's not going to be the way quote unquote it should be um but I don't but dance is definitely not taught like gymnastics and I loved bringing that element in because yeah if you can do this one thing you can do the next thing and just like in fitness if you can you know be on all fours take one leg out the next leg here you are you know can you lift your knees off the ground it's breaking it down in those steps has always been like Mm -hmm. that's like the excitement the achievement of it and i'm sure you found the same thing like finding gymnastics through diving and finding dance through that it's like Give me Absolutely. more. <laughs> Give me more. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. So you danced 12. So I just did ballet until I went to college. Okay. That was it. And then I went to FSU for dance. Amazing. Graduated from there. And I, that's where I kind of fell in love with modern dance and, um, and different forms. I was like, whoa, I'm actually really good at this other stuff. And I, and I love it. And I'm so grateful for my ballet foundation. Mm. But it was such an opportunity to explore other, other methods and ways of moving your body. And it was just so eye-opening and kind of made you realize that um, there were other opportunities in the dance world than just ballet. Especially- yeah. I, I definitely, I was somebody who like did ballet first and I didn't, I like resisted modern dance so mm-hmm. hard. And of course that ended up being my jam and my career and dance. And, um, I don't know. I would, I wonder like how you feel about like, I guess, you know, relating it back to fitness and movement. Like, is there something to be said starting with number one, the foundation? Uh, Absolutely. Um, I definitely think that, that you, you can fall in love with one method at first and, I, you know, you find this a lot with clients too, and they, they tend to just do one method or, you know, take one teacher or mm. something. But the second that they start to kind of, you know, broaden their horizons, maybe take a different style of that class at a studio or, you know, branch out to other studios, then they get more excited and they, they grow in, in their movement and their exercise abilities, you know, every, every time that they step outside of their comfort zone. I'm so with you on that. I, for so long, well, trying to make money in fitness or in dance, like you're like, only come to my classes because I need you to fill my classes. And we get so focused on filling our own classes. You know, I'm in a different stage right now. I have, you know, the privilege of not filling my classes right now or not teaching as much. But I really find that I feel better even as a teacher and it does make my classes hold more retention when I'm, when I'm, like, yeah, please go take so I don't want the responsibility of your movement journey. It's not my responsibility. I'm here to guide you, facilitate. We're going to have a yeah. good time. But like, go have fun. Go to that other studio. I'm not going to shun you if I see you walking into the studio across the street. 
I'm not go like go yeah. for it. I, it just I mean, makes it everyone's experience better. And then I do believe that comes back, right? And it also applies for us as instructors too. I love going to take other people's classes, even in other methods. You know, mm. I'll jump on the Peloton and I'll just love the way that, you know, one of the instructors says something or gives a cue and I can bring that into my bar classes, mm -hmm. which is just awesome. You know, there's Yeah. And it's also related. And, and I think that again, being a dancer, you know, taking other people's styles or whatever, it would always inform your own, right? And like mm -hmm. more fun that way. And then you get the like devotees, which is fine too. You know, like I definitely yeah. followed certain teachers. Oh, they're amazing. But right? I do think that can trap you into thinking you need to be that person and that you need to do what they were doing. Um, but evolution is a good thing. And growth is a good thing. <laughs> it really is. Um, so you dance all through high school, all through college. Now all through college. Were you a yeah. performer post or oh, yes. what was oh the post God. like? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, right after college, um, I, my momager, she sent my show reels of you know, auditions to random places. And one day I got a call from um, Princess Cruises. Okay. Mm. And they were they were saying, oh, do you, you know, we'd love to hire you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything for six months. Might as well, you know, go dance on a cruise ship. That sounds fun. So I, I went and, you know, I loved it. I did it for, you know, a few years. I traveled the world. It was incredible. It definitely made me a better dancer too, because I learned how to do ballroom. I learned how to partner with men. I learned, um, you know, how to move sexy. You know, you just kind of, you, I just grew in ways that I never knew that I would be able to. Um, so that was absolutely incredible. And after that, I moved to New York City. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and I got signed by Clear Talent Group pretty quickly moving there. And then within a few months of moving to the city, I booked my first Broadway national tour. Oh, and what was the show? Um, Dirty Dancing. Um, I was the dance captain and swing on... Oh. The first national of that so that's like the then, dream like dirty oh dance gosh. oh mm, it was mm, awesome mm, so you know? good <laughs> but it was and i was like okay whoa this musical theater thing it's like i get to sing and i get to dance this is awesome so that again you know you get to evolve as a performer um and adapt to you know new ways of of perform of presenting art so mm. it was um pretty special that was also i think my first giant challenge as a leader um, being the dance captain, you know, it was so new to me. I was new to the game and I'd been given this major responsibility, mm. but I had to, you know, I had to learn on the job and I had to learn fast. I had to learn how to, you know, run these giant rehearsals, teach all the understudy material for the principal roles, um, manage personalities within the cast. Okay, that's like number and, one. It's really yeah, manage really personalities. Number and one. On top of it all, Danced. perform my seven swing tracks. So it was, it was pretty wild and as hard as it was and as many tears, you know, that were shed, I'm so grateful that I was um, given that honor to dance captain that show because it truly made me, you know, a more confident leader, a better dancer, and it just prepared me for the rest of my life. So mm. what would your number one advice be for commanding a room? Oh my goodness. Mm. You definitely have to be confident. And I'm the type of person that has to prepare what I want to say beforehand and having, you know, just at least ideas. Um, so I think that, I think preparation is, 
is definitely my key to mm-hmm. room. <laughs> yeah, I'm a prepare, prepare. Um, there's nothing worse than silencing a room or getting a room to to be quiet, especially if you're the newbie. And I know a lot of new teachers can relate to this. Like you walk in and maybe the studio's established. You know, most of the time we're walking into an already established business or studio and you know, everyone's chit-chatting. Maybe you're taking over someone's classes and you're like stepping into someone else's shoes. And maybe these people are much older than you. I know this was me. I was 23 when I started teaching and, Mm -hmm. uh, these women were like twice, three times my age. They're like, uh, hi. (laughs) And you know, it really, I really had to know. I could not teach anything that I did not do on myself, that I did not prepare before. Because if I down, yeah, I was dead. Like I was like shark bait. If I like stumbled, I knew they were like lovingly waiting to be like, "Mm -hmm, okay. Because Mm -hmm. who, who doesn't want to take a little bit more time changing up equipment or taking a drink of water, right? And then, and it's not even malicious or mean. It's like things just start to fall apart or the questions, wait, where am I supposed to feel this? What is happening? (laughs) Am I doing this right? It takes them a while to trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And then whatever it is that you need to like walk in the room, yeah, is, whoo. I just like started sweating thinking of everyone be quiet, please. (laughs) <laughs> and it happens in workout class, group fitness. It happens. There's always a talking group and you have to always. like, I'm making like the silent thing with my hand. It's like, you got to zip it <laughs> and it's hard and it could feel weird not being mean about it. And also yes. being like, Hey guys, it's time to go, you know? So luckily we have music. My other trick is if you don't want to say anything, you just pump that music up and they can't hear each other. Exactly. Or there's always some other client giving side eye (laughs) to the talkers. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So you, Dirty Dancing, where did that lead you to? So actually this is kind of where the whole bar thing came into play. Yes. We've made it. Oh my god. We goodness. made it. <laughs> um, so actually if you back up just a couple of seconds yeah. before, right when I moved to um New York City, I started taking classes at Physique 57. I lived right near um right near a studio and I was obsessed with it. I wanted to go every single day. And it was truly the first kind of boutique fitness experience that I had ever had. And this was in 2013. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, they were just oh, getting just really started you. at that point. Yeah, you're right. I left New York 2013 to, well, 14 to 16. So overlapping. It was boutique fitness of 2013. I think you nailed on the head. It's, that was like the beginning of Soul yes. Cycle. That was the beginning. Physique was like it. That was like the bar. One of like the first ones. Yes. Um, and I just fell in love with the feeling after class. I felt like I could take on the world, you know, and anything that day. And the classes were hard, Mm. you know, so hard. And I loved it. I loved the complicated choreography. I loved that the instructors had so much um, freedom in their, in their choreography choices. And every single class was completely different. Mm. Um, And I went every day and yeah, I was definitely addicted. (laughs) But I got (laughs) hired as an instructor there and I went through three months of training before we were allowed to even teach clients. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. That's um, such a luxury with the franchises. It's like you are 
taken through serious training, which I think Mm -hmm. is, you know, is a good benefit. You know, anybody outside of a franchise like myself, you're dealing with one day trainings, which are fine, but then it's like keeping people for the long haul because it's, if you're not guaranteed a job or you're not guaranteed enough hours, yes, it's not going to happen. Absolutely. No one's going to come to you for three months and be like, can I teach now? <laughs> Where can I teach? Um, that's amazing. So three months. Yes. So three months. And during that time, you know, I would just take every class that I could learning and asking questions and, you know, just being curious and, Um, exploring all the different teachers and kind of realizing where my style fit in to physique, you know, but still not being a carbon copy of any of the instructors, Mm -hmm. but being, finding out how to have my own voice so that people wanted to come to my class as well. Um, And we were truly given the gift of being allowed to explore our own voice there, which was really empowering and nice. That's super. That's great. Um, We'll have to talk after, but I know, I think a few people that crossed over. I I feel like, you know, so many people that I know right now and I'm like making a list. (laughs) We don't need everyone to gossip and search these people, leave them alone for now. Um, That's so funny. But yeah, I, I, Mm -hmm. super unique for Physique 57 in being a franchise. And I do think they're leaders in many ways, but also in that way of allowing their teachers to, to be themselves, to showcase themselves as a brand before it was popular. You know, I know they began before 2013, but they were really like branding their teachers. You know, the influencer fitness instructor didn't exist. I want to say it didn't really Mm -hmm. exist unless you were like in that, you know, what, uh, Instagram was 2011. People were not using it. Yeah, they weren't using it like we're using it today. And um, yeah, they were definitely on the forefront of that. And I would say like Soul Cycle swooped in and you had these like made, you know, when I lived in California, actually, like yoga instructors, they had like their oh yeah big yoga celebrity followings. And like, it was so new to me when I moved down there and I like got swept and I'm like, oh my God, have you taken Ooh, a yogi and, now? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I got my training too. It was great. <laughs> like I want to know what this is about and it was awesome like I mean people like 100 people in a class that's insane like I mean for New York you don't find 100 people in a class but just that kind of space for that there's no space for that number there's no there's not even enough space in Times Square to do that I don't when they do like the yoga international day or oh these are all things that I hope come back and I know um not to drag on that but I think we're going to be here for another year so hey guys still in a pandemic (laughs) Um, that's so great so you did that prior to getting dirty dancing and then it was kind of overlapping (laughs) yes so I um after I had already been teaching for a little while then I booked dirty dancing and of course I was you know sad to leave that for a little while you know I always knew I'd be back to New York City and back to teaching but I got to, actually, I kind of realized that, whoa, on tour, we stopped in all these incredible cities. Mm. You know, we're in San Francisco, in, you know, Minneapolis, Austin, Texas, like all the incredible cities around the country that, you know, you've always wanted to travel to. And I started um, researching and realizing that there was all these different types of bar studios. Mm in all these cities around, around the U.S. So I made it my mission in every city. We, were, we would do sit-downs for one, two weeks, or three weeks on okay. tour. So I would really get the opportunity to explore all the different fitness studios and mainly bar studios mm. in 
um, around the country. I mean, you name one, I've probably been to it. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, if it was, if, if this had probably, if this had happened now, I probably would have started, you know, some sort of blog or like Instagram thing about it, you know, but I wasn't, no, I wasn't clued into that back then. Me neither, girl. I'm I'm late to the party. I'm only three years in. I'm like, right. <laughs> I just did it out of the enjoyment of it, and you know, and that also kind of helped me influence my teaching style too, because I found, you know, methods and, and instructors that I fell in love with, and things that I didn't like, and I kind of brought all of that back with me to New York to help me be a better instructor and. Um, yeah, so that was it. Was a really cool experience doing That's that. That's so fun. I mean, there. I'm. I love traveling, and I. I love going, trying out new studios, and I got to do it a lot prior to this year. Um, and it's fun. It gets you out of your own head of like. Yeah, it's not so serious. It's it's not so serious, and it can be really like inspiring and fun to like be like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. You know, how did they think of that move? It was yeah. a support move. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. And like ahead of your time in the way of like making connections or planting seeds into something that you would later on develop. And maybe it's a good thing you didn't blog about it. You know, you didn't take, yeah. make it into a job. Like my thing is like, I always make everything I like into a job. <laughs> and it's like, it's okay to like do it for fun because you don't know what seeds those are planting or how it's going to influence something you do, you know, down down the line and um, if we can bring it, bring it back to the fun, put on performances yeah. that we don't know how to put on. And then you learn. So even your experience as a little kid putting on your performances for your mom, you then became lead yes. uh, dance captain. Exactly. So. <laughs> so true. I love it. So door bar, tell us more. Yes. Oh my goodness. So door bar happened. I actually think so on my, Last national tour that I did, I did the bodyguard. Um, <sighs> I know. So good. <laughs> I'm going to make you perform for me right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I will not be playing Whitney. <laughs> um, so on that tour was where I actually kind of came up with the idea. My boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, was living in Florida and he and he kind of was always asking me if I was doing it on the road, you know, all of that. And I, and in some cities it was just hard to do it. You know, you're so tired or you don't want to go out. And I came up with the idea probably three years ago mm. for, for door bar. And it just came out of my desire to be able to pull off the bar from home, you know, because the, the only real options on the market were this, you know, standalone bars mm -hmm. in the center of the room and such the, I think one of the cornerstones of the physique method was, you know, the thigh positions yeah. and being able to do the chair positions in this crazy intense choreography where you really need to be able to pull off of the bar to, to do these things. Um, and I really just wanted my thighs to burn, you know, like that again, um, once I had moved to Florida because I didn't really have a bar studio there. And, you know, I wanted to give people the option of doing it at home. And I really wanted to create a bar that was, you know, looked high end, that would be beautiful in your home, um, nice, nice to look at, you know, that you mm -hmm. could keep up all the time and wouldn't be, you know, in the center of your room and taking up a lot of space. I wanted something that you could travel with because, you know, while I was on tour, I wish that I'd had something like that, that I could have put in my suitcase and, 
um, in Dunbar anywhere. Yeah. And so I knew that there was a market for the product and I just had to get, get myself moving and, and make it happen. But as I said, this happened about three years ago when I only launched it about two months ago. So it was definitely a long and slow journey because as you know, life gets in the way and you have other obligations and other jobs and work. And, and it was one of those things that I almost gave up a million times, you know, because I had no idea what I was doing running a business, but I just, you know, tried to read and listen and learn and, and I figured it out. And I'm so glad that I pushed through and I don't think I could have done it without my husband because he just believed in me so much and believed in the product. And he inspired me every single day just to keep going. And, mm. And I got here, but fast forward that. So <laughs> the it took so long probably for me to bring it to market because there were so many versions. This is the things that you don't see behind the scenes of when people are creating products or building you know, businesses or brands and companies is that there were a million versions of mm. Dormar, okay? All over my living room, you know, we would be, <laughs> be making prototypes on Saturday nights, you know, on the weekends, sacrificing social life to try and, you know, build and create the future. Mm. And um, yeah, so it's just one of those things that takes, that takes so much time behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, even just getting your trademark takes mm -hmm. a year. It's yeah. a year. If you want to trademark anything, listen, I have all the catchphrases I'm not trademarking right? them all because I am not waiting for that. It's too long. Whatever. Hashtag. Bye. Yes. But it's it's a long process. Now, did you go through the patent pending process? We did. So yeah. I do have a patent pending on it, um, which I think is very important. Super important. And co just like copywriting and all of that. Um, and this is this might be a hot topic question, but I'm going to ask it because I know you have your patent. And having a patent, patent pending also getting your patent, it takes a very long time. I've gone through the process as well with another company and another product. And you just feel like, you just feel like it could be just, the rug can be pulled out from under you at any second. And it makes you nervous because all of a sudden you've put your idea out there. You don't necessarily want anybody taking it or Absolutely. making variations. So I know <laughs> it can often feel like we're kind of paddling under the water. As you know, you've had a ton of prototypes. And then from the outside, it could look serene, right? When you launch, it's like, hi, here I am. It's amazing. I'm the beautiful look at swan. These beautiful photos. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to say it, you know, there's competition out there. And I will not name names, but I have recently seen something very similar to yours that yep. came after. And I've been in this position myself where I've had products stolen and um, changed a tad. So they're in their legal rights, but very, very, like I can throw yes. all these swear words at you right now. But I want to know from you, what does that, you know, we're always about in our world, community over competition. Not that competition doesn't exist. However, can you share your share your feelings? If that's too personal, I can totally add, you know. No, absolutely. I mean, how I, that feels to see that happen when you know you've worked so hard and you're a, you're a company of one and your husband. Exactly. Um, I actually, what, what is, what is it called when you, <laughs> when you um, register your business? 
mm-hmm. your, your company. So I registered Doorbar Fitness probably a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's been out there for a long time. You know, the name, the websites, you know, I've, um, all of that. So it is, it is interesting when you see, when you see things that are very similar to yours out there and like everything, there's always going to be people that are trying to do what you're doing and you just have to be confident in what, in what you have and just keep, you know, moving forward with your plan and you kind of have to, you know, see what they're doing, but also put blinders on and keep Mm -hmm. focusing on, on your goals. Yeah. It is for sure a joy stealer. I mean, I, again, I've shared Mm -hmm. the story um, publicly and privately. I've had, you know, uh, my training materials stolen. I've worked with big major corporations that took the product I had and slapped their label Mm -hmm. over it. And unfortunately, there's not much you can do unless you have oodles and oodles of money. You can cease and desist and that works sometimes. And I bring it up because oftentimes we, we get in that competition mindset. And there is a reason that your product is different. The feelings behind it, the whys behind it, and the high-end quality. Like You're not just buying a bar. You're buying into Nikki Branning and why she made this and who she's making it for. You know, there's something, there's a story attached to it. So, you know, for those listening, can you share kind of the mission or like the pillars of values behind door bar and what you hope to achieve with this product? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a labor of love, you know, door bar absolutely is. And, you know, it's not a, a big company or a big, you know, big box brand that, that is pushing this out. There's a, you know, I put my, my name behind it and, you know, my face on it. And I want people to love, you know, me and my teaching as much as they love the product. Mm. And I just, I really hope that, that people love it as much as I do and that they see the, the value in it and, um, and that it's something that they're proud to have in their home. Um, it is a completely handcrafted bar. I have a, a professional woods mm. <laughs> wood craftsman that that makes it in Miami and it's gorgeous you know, I have one it's it looks like <laughs> furniture and I love that because coming from the Pilates world the equipment was so not pretty. yeah it was not made to be yeah a machine right you were not allowed to call it a machine it's apparatus actually I can't even it, classically you don't call it equipment it's apparatus mm-hmm. it's wood and leather and it's like gorgeous and yours is wood and it's beautiful and there's something to be said about that, to be proud of that piece in your home. So you actually go over and touch it and use it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not, not as a beautiful hanger for clothes or coats. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's, so, it's just a very personal journey for me because I'm so invested in it. I'm the one sewing everything at home. I'm drilling you know, the bars, I'm the one packaging them. Um, you know, yeah, everyone needs to see, so. we need like a, a video documentary oh of Nikki God. Branning sewing these door bars. And that's such a dancer. Like if you've ever sh- sewed your point shoes. Oh, I know. It's like every stitch. You're like, I love this. I love right? <laughs> right. It's so good. And I even have my husband. He's the one do, that yes. does drilling. Um, oh. So it's great, you know, and it's, and I think that people really like supporting small businesses and, you know, especially women run businesses. Mm-hmm. And 
So that's definitely something that I think people gravitate towards. Yeah. We forget oftentimes as instructors that we are a small business, even if we work for somebody else, even if we're working in a big franchise or corporate gym, we are also our own business inside that business. And Yes. We're a small business. So we are definitely people. I think the like the personality type is like we're like shop small, shop small. And we're like buying things from everybody, which is great. And it's like also you're small. You're a small business. Like invest right. in you and invest it, you know, and keep that going and get people excited to yeah, pay pay for your product, pay for your offerings and right. stuff like that. I think I, I, it's more exciting to me. It's like artisanal bar, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It really is. Yes, it's not metal coming from, you know, overseas. It's something that's being made totally and completely in the United States. And, and know, there's at, va- value in that. And it, home. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it is more expensive. And that's something mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm an Amazon shopper all day, every day. However, there are things that I, you know, there are things you cannot get on Amazon all the time. There's quality you cannot get and there's people that you can't get into investing in them. Right. So it's, uh, people wonder why, like I went down the QVC route. So there was a time in my life that a deal that ended up falling through, but (laughs) knowing the margins that you, you're not making money, by the way, the Snuggie, (laughs) if anyone, okay, I'm dating myself. The Snuggie did not make money on QVC. It made money post QVC. Shark Tank has kind of taken over that realm. Like you Mm -hmm. just want to get on, like you want to get on and get exposure. Exposure. Yeah. But (laughs) what they want you to make these products for is like pennies on the dollar, pennies, pennies. You cannot do this in the USA. (laughs) Yeah. And if you want jobs here, you know, that's a whole nother whatever conversation, but it's next week's podcast. Yeah. How bar should say, you know, not without getting like political or anything about it, it costs more because we value our time and our products more. And you want higher quality materials. You could make it for cheaper, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah. And then look at what happened 2020. I know friends that their stuff is now held up in warehouses. Oh my goodness. Right. You know, things I always, you know, being a small business myself, I like to keep my people, my products, my offerings close to home. There is a little bit of control in that, but it's also like supporting the other people that are doing the thing I'm doing, right? You know, if I'm working with a marketing agency, it's mm-hmm. an agency that's small. It's run by women. It's, you know, they, it, care. they care. They, they care because there's a lot of things that we can buy into out there that it's like for $9.99. <laughs> right. Okay. And that's it's that you get what you pay for. You know, so if I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see that documentary of you and your husband and your <laughs> soon to be baby, by the way, I know all baby. sewing and <laughs> drilling away. I, we are trying to get my son to hold a camera because he, we need a, uh, a DP, a director. Oh my gosh. That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you will know how to edit sound. <laughs> Right? Only one? Okay. It's about time. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You've got to hold that camera. It's... Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but so, so running funny. a, you know, a family business and, um, 
in a small business, you know, what do you see like kind of the future of door bar? Like how do you see that becoming a mom and how that all plays a role? Yes. I mean, um, I, I definitely have a lot of ideas that I'd love to, you know, make come, come Mm -hmm. true in, especially next year. Mm -hmm. And I would just, I'd love to get the word out more. It's, it's very interesting having to do your own, figuring out your own marketing and Mm -hmm. getting the word out. Um, I think that, you know, a great way to do it is through an affiliate program as well. Like I'd love to, you know, maybe have, have some more, some more affiliates to, to do that as well. And I want to grow my streaming business, um, as well with, with Doorbar, which I think is really important. That's another, it's a hard, that's a hard place to break into as well, because there are so many, so many streaming services out there. Um, yeah, but you know, what's fun to think about, remember all those like DVDs you would get with like your magic circle or your ball, it came with workouts, right? Yes. That's exactly what you're doing. Exactly. There's room for all of it because it's so true. There it is. There every piece of equipment prop or whatever used to come with a little DVD inside. Mm -hmm. And then that went away for a little (laughs) bit and then (laughs) I still have mine. (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely, I think once the pandemic is over and people start traveling again, I want people to who, realize that this is such a great product for them to take with them on their travels Mm. to fit in their suitcase and, or to their second home or, or, um, you know, just be able to, to literally take the bar anywhere and bring their, bring their favorite workout with them. I love it. I need, I, I don't know anybody, but I'm putting this out there. I feel like you need like a hotel person to be like, and here's your door bar. And I know hotel. I was actually thinking about that. I thought that that would be a really cool idea. I think that they do at some boutique hotels, you can kind of rent a specific piece of equipment and have it brought to, to your room. There's a hotel in Brooklyn, um, the even hotel, Shout mm-hmm. out to the Even Hotel. You put up all my family for my wedding. Thank you, thank you. Um, but they're a fitness hotel. I didn't pick it for that. It was, it was more affordable because hi, oh, New York City. Um, Even hotels. So they, I think there's like yoga mats and props and all of that. So they were like a fitness hotel where like they had streaming workouts. Oh, I love that. I'm just yes, gonna that has definitely been on my definitely been on my radar. As that's like my ideas coach comes in. I'm like, so this hey, is so let's start. <laughs> Hi, start podcast listeners. Does anybody work in hospitality? Because <laughs> hey, right? I'm, I would trust me. I would love to do that. Um, I also need to figure out how to make more of them faster. Mm. Well, which is you know just a learning curve for me, um, but it's something that I'm working on every day. Yeah. And I mean, time can be our friend too. I know like I get an idea and I'm like, I'm going to put it up tonight. I have bundles, guys, bundles of choreography videos on the website. Did I announce them yet? No, because I'm not ready, but I had to get it done in this brain. You know, so I just, and I love when people like find the thing, like I'll just like put stuff up and like leave it until I'm ready to like quote unquote launch it. And I love when people find it and they're like, oh, hey, I'm like, oh, did you mean to put that up on the website? <laughs> They're like, oh, I found it. I'm like, great. It's there for you. I just have not yeah. told anybody about it. <laughs> so I, no because problem. nobody really goes on websites anymore, I'm finding, mm-hmm. um, unless they're directed there through your campaigning and that. And uh, 
So now I'm just like, I'm just going to put it up until I send that email campaign out. <laughs> right? Oh, that's so funny. I love but it. There, but also, no, you know, as excited as we all get as like instructors and we feel like we need to like do whatever we're doing or like teach that class tomorrow or get on the schedule more. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure and that nobody is paying close attention like you are paying close attention. Exactly. I was thinking about like some offerings. I always like to reflect. We're recording this at the end of 2020 and, you know, thinking of like offerings I had in the, you know, in the beginning and stuff like that and thinking of some friends of like how far they've come and what they were offering. I'm like, oh, remember, remember that? That was like such a big deal at the time. And Right? Don't do it anymore. They don't do it anymore, and nobody asked about it. No, nope. kind of disappeared. Shit. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, we're my goal. My goal for twenty twenty one is to work on the business, not inside the business. And That's a really good idea. Someone else told me that. And now I can't remember who said that to me. But we, yeah, because being our own businesses and small businesses or instructors, and we're you know trying to get our classes full and. The new year, you know, we're recording this, the new year's coming and we have that pressure of, you know, trying to get our numbers up maybe because now we can be in person again and all of that. And no one has that microscope on you and nobody exactly. will care if you change your hours from 8.30 on a Tuesday to 12 o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> They'll survive. If I know anything, like I remember going on my maternity leave oh, and yeah. I had a client who lo- lovingly said, you know, Michelle, some of us work throughout our pregnancies. And I'm like, oh no, I'm working. I just don't want to teach you anymore, but thank you. Oh <laughs> I didn't say that to them, but I was like, oh, mm. I didn't want the commute. It was, it was far. It was on the train and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then this happened. I was like, you know what? In hindsight, I was right not to be traveling on the subway. I didn't know. That's not why I did it, but she's fine. We're all fine. We're all moving on. Like it, in that moment, it's like such a big deal. We feel like we're so responsible going back to feeling responsible for people's movement and practice. Um, you have to do the things that feel, you know, best for you. Yeah. And if it takes a little longer in our minds, like who, whose deadline are we really meeting? Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. No one. This is why we don't have bosses, people. We're our own bosses because oh, it's <laughs> we set the deadlines and then be like, mm. I know. I think I, honestly, thinking about that, I think that's been one of the strangest transitions from going from stage mm. life, performance career into the entrepreneur world. Is is there was I I kind of realized that there was so much more to life also than just the stage because as performer we're told from a young age that dance is your whole life and you have to, you know, do this, this, and this to get to this level. And, you know, it makes you question, are you allowed to have other interests? Are you allowed to step out of your comfort zone? And, you know, who, who am I to start a business? You know, that, that wasn't um, what yeah. I grew up being told that I could do. And, you know, are people, what were people going to think? Am I going to be judged? And you just kind of have to push all those emotions aside and, and just say, if not now, you know, when? And- yeah, it can often, you know, even if we're just teaching bar, or just teaching one modality, or just teaching at one studio, it can feel like a betrayal 
if we mm-hmm. start to have other interests. And I, I know I felt that as a dancer, like transitioning into quote unquote pedestrian life. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, like it, am I betraying everything I've ever worked on just to start my business? And that's, that's when I transitioned was when I started Bar Variations. I, I had to stop. I wasn't, it wasn't fair to the work I was putting out and you know, in my company and stuff like that. It was just like, you know, yeah. it's just not fair to spread myself thin and not give my all to both. Um, but yeah, it's not a betrayal if you put a little hit in your bar workout. It's not a betrayal if you want to do yoga for the next couple of years. It's not a betrayal if you decide to do something on your own and you exactly. have to tell your owner that you work for that you are pursuing other things. You know, it should never be, I know that (laughs) we know those conversations. It can be uncomfortable and like, feel like we're leaving people behind, but, um, no, it felt, I mean, kind of transitioning to this world sort of felt almost like a grieving process too, because you Mm -hmm. have to kind of leave your performer body at the door. And, um, and it's, it it was so easy and, and kind of safe to be in the performing world too. You just show up, you're told what to wear, you're told how high to kick your leg. You're told where to stand mm-hmm. and it's just autopilot. And then you come into running your own business and it's, you're the captain of, you know, this giant unstable ship and you have to just keep plowing through and um, yeah, just allow yourself to continue to grow and evolve and, and just come out a little bit different person. <laughs> yeah. We got to do something right with our days. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, um, that brings me to, I have two little segments I like to do at the end. That was kind of a good transition to, okay, <laughs> um, I call it heard at the bar. So these are truths or myths that you've heard quote unquote at the bar. So whether that's in a studio, in a class, it could be something crazy. Like the big one is always like, Oh, bars for dancers. That's like the big myth. So if there's anything that you've heard along the way, going to so many um, amazing studios across the country that you either know to be true or you're like, that's just no, no. I think, um, I think definitely a big myth about, about bar classes is that you have to, you literally have to be shaking. Yes. Thank you. No one said that one yet. Yeah. to To have your muscles be working. I'm not a shaker. Like I, I'm I can be as low as I possibly can and I'm dying inside and I want to get out of it so bad, but I just don't shake. And there, mm-hmm. and, and you, sometimes you have instructors kind of shaming you if you're not shaking, that you're not trying hard enough. So that is my favorite myth about bar classes. You do not need to be shaken like a leaf. No. To- <laughs> no and also <laughs> I don't like to shake. Let's just say that. I, I'm not like, what is it? The sewing machine leg? Like, I, to me, I'm like, okay, I'm out. Like, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hurting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and I, we're all different. Some people like live for that feeling, and yes, I'm totally. like, we, we did eight, and I did eight well, so I'm moving on now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But like, I'm also not a sweater, so I would get in trouble from one Either. of my ballet instructors, Sweater. and she's like, you're not even trying. And I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm literally dying on the inside, but right. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't sweat. <laughs> I'm just, it's probably a dysfunction of my own body. I don't know what to say to you. Um, so funny. But it's true. Like we kind of like go into this, like, am I not doing it right? And so my advice for those listening is like, if you're not sure if they're feeling it, quote unquote, feeling it, because you're Mm -hmm. not seeing them feel it, 
give a shout out. Hey, how we doing? Hey, do you want to do 10 more? If you get a quick glance or a, a no or a side eye or a, or they just stop, I call that mutiny. Usually that's mm-hmm. when I know they're done. Like, okay. Stand up. Yep. Full on mutiny. We're walking away. Okay. Move on. <laughs> um, you're still fine. It's okay. It's, and it's also, you know, knowing your clients and all of that and like, Absolutely. I don't know, it, it, but it's, it's just not a competition to see like who can like not sit down on their chair. Yeah. Everybody's bodies react differently when you're trying equally as hard. Right. Know? And go and, and same with flexibility. Like I'll do yeah. certain stretches and someone's like, oh, I don't feel this. And I call them congratulations moments. I'm like, great. You get to breathe and rest and mm-hmm. it's okay if you don't feel this quad stretch that I'm crying in because we're all different. <laughs> <laughs> or like hip, like a pigeon. If someone's like, ah, or figure four and they're like, I don't feel this. I'm like, mm. like okay, good, good job. <laughs> I'm jealous. Actually. I'm actually jealous of you because yes. I feel it for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then the last little segment is what's in your bar, your BAR. And it's expanded now over the last two years of your cocktail bar, your coffee bar, your snack bar, whatever bar you got going on in your house. Well, (laughs) any type of bar. So the bar has definitely changed after becoming pregnant. Yeah, there's no (laughs) more like I used to love a spicy margarita, but now Mm. um, I am definitely a water girl and I drink decaffeinated tea called tea for two. <laughs> it, um, that's my favorite. And I love it. Yes. I do love coffee, but I've been trying to stay away from that for the moment. And yeah. And then a fun fact that you're like, yes, I can drink coffee again. And then your baby stays awake too long and you're like, oh, no, no, no more caffeine for me. <laughs> right? that's so funny. It's an evil trick. They say like you can go back to doing certain things and I, you know, I uh, was like exclusively nursing and I'm like, I can't have a glass of wine. I'm a super lightweight now. Yes. B, like I'm not quite there. And I don't know. There's not much time when you're like a newborn and you're like, every, <laughs> yeah, every hour, hour and a half, you're like, Oh God, I have to feed them again. Like you're trying to hydrate. <laughs> just, yeah. My first glass of wine, I was like, Oh, I'm hung over. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, we'll save that for later. <laughs> I love it. Well, can you let everybody know how they can find and follow you in the door bar journey? Michelle, thank you so much for having me today. This has been really fun. My first podcast. Yeah. I'm so (laughs) glad it was yours. Um, You can find me on Instagram at door bar fitness. And my website is the same thing, www.doorbarfitness.com. And you can check it out. There's so much information about the door bar on the website and on the Instagram. Instagram's amazing. For, it's as, so as you said, finding people, connecting with people, you know, it's, it's quite, a, quite a wonderful world out there. So great. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to write into this podcast, send an email to info at barvariations.com. You can follow us all over social media at Bar Variations. And you can also visit the website at www.barvariations.com where you can find show notes, archived episodes, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.